0: You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. I remember uh, a time when I was 19 years old that we were at the other building, Sojourn Drive, and they made the announcement that we had purchased land over here at 40, 41 Marsh Lane, and we were moving. That means that we were gathering stuff up and we were headed out. Sojourn Drive, now to Marsh Lane, Sojourn Church was going. I remember the fact that Vanessa and I were dating at the time and she said to me, she goes, hey, for one of our date nights, let's go over and see the new property. And uh, I'm like, that's a date night. Um, and so, so we hopped in the car and, we, and I, I had a Jeep Wrangler at the time because we were trying to be cool. And so we drove over here to 4041 Marsh Lane and looked at the land and we saw nothing. We looked out here, we just saw land. It's a few trees or whatever. And um, she's like, well, that's it. That's where the new church is gonna be. That's where we're gonna be. And so I was just like, that's nice. Can we go eat now? And so um, we, we hopped in the car, we went, whatever. And then all of a sudden they were gonna get ready to break ground. And there was prayer that was done, and the the foundation was set. And then uh people were coming, and every every part where you see a beam where they're sticking out right here, people would come and they would write scriptures into the walls and on the foundation and they would pray and they would get ready because there was excitement in the air, because there was a church that was getting ready to be built, that was already established. Sojourn church was already established, but we were moving into a new building. There was excitement in the air. There was there was there was this anticipation that we were moving and things were going to be new, and it was. So then you would drive by and then you would see the red iron up. And all of a sudden, as you would drive by, you would see, all of a sudden you'd see uh, concrete and you would see uh, mortar and you would see all the walls. And, and I want to tell you that since we've been here, <clears throat> some lot of things have happened. Uh, Vanessa and I were dating, and at the same time, right over in this room, we got married in 1998, right over here in this prayer room. I remember standing there at the, what we call the altar, it was a prayer room, and we needed a lot of prayer, so it was a good place for us to get married. <clears throat> and so I'm standing there and here she comes down the aisle, beautiful as ever, I'm looking at her, I'm just like, we're getting married. So 1998, we got married, and all of a sudden there's been some changes. You're sitting right here, these aren't the same chairs that we started with. It's in the same carpet that we had. The stage is different. We have lights and we have all these different things, and all this stuff has, been, has changed. The is different. The carpet's different in the floor. The children's ministry's different. The prayer room's different. I want to tell you what, this church building has had some remodeling and it's different, but I want to tell you something, that the vision is still the same, that we are here to make disciples who make a difference, and God has called us to step into that place and be who he's called us to be, do what he's called us to do, and that vision hadn't changed at all because God is still on the throne and He's wanting us to make disciples. Is that true? Make disciples. What do you say when you say go out and be the church to the unchurched? Well, here's the truth. We can't give away what we don't have. If you are not a disciple, if we're not walking in discipleship, then you can't go give that away. Be like the blind, leading the blind, saying, hey, come follow me. I know where we're going. Where we're going? The ditch, and so that's no good. We're going to the ditch. We're going straight up in the That's not what God's called us to do. And so when we've had a series of talking about what is the vision of Sojourn Church? At the end of the day, when we've had talked about it, we've talked about uh, what does it look like? Uh, What is it, we're a Holy Spirit brand church. God's called us, we're the presence of God. Everybody, everybody's churches are different. Everybody got the different thing. And if we're gonna be like them, we might as well close our doors and go join them. Is that right? but God's called us to be right here in this place at this time to do what he's called us to do. So what is what is our niche? What is God? When you say, hey, what's that church about? When you go to that church, what do they do? What, are the, what, is, it, what is it that they're about? You say, well, they keep talking about going out and be the church to the church. Yeah, that speaks of us going out and you are the ministers. You're not just, are not talking about me. My job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. We've talked about that. And then Pastor Terry talked about discipleship. And then, Dudley came last week, and he talked about, he used the word disciples. Now, that's not a word that we get up in the morning and say. Good morning, disciple. How are you? We don't get up and talk like that, do we? If you do, you're strange. We don't do that. We don't talk. It's not what we do. You don't get up in the morning. I go, I don't look at my wife and go, mm, you sure are a disciple today, girl. Look at your discipleship. I see it everywhere in you. Mmm, you smell like discipleship. That is not romantic. Can I just tell you that? We'd be in a counseling session with Pastor Terry and Susan if that was the case. That's not what we do, but we are disciples. That's what God's called us to do. And so we're asking a question this morning because the the title of the message will be, because we talk about it's a new beginning of a year. You usually say, out with the old, in with the new, but I'm telling you this morning, it's out with the old, in with the view. What is a disciple? What does a disciple look like when we talk about discipleship? Again, because that's not a word that we use all the time. Jesus talked about discipleship. He poured into his disciples. He spoke to the multitudes, but he spent time, spent time talking with and living with, breathing with, eating with his disciples. That's what he spent time doing most of his time. He spoke to the multitudes. They were gathering together, but at the same time, he spoke and spent time with his disciples. And those disciples are what changed the world. Would you agree? How are we gonna change the world? Can a nation be changed in a day? Starting with discipleship. Looking like, what does it start with? Starts with your marriage. Starts with your family. Starts with you and living day to day as a follower of Christ. But I wanna tell you something as we talk about being in the church of the unchurch. I wanna say this to you if you don't hear anything else I say today and that is this. Discipleship costs you something. It does. It does, I don't care what you've heard on TV. I don't care what you've heard these some of these other preachers say when they get up and just say, come to Jesus. If you come to Jesus, I'm telling you what, all your problems will go away, all those things will be free. If you'll come to Jesus, I'm telling you, you'll be all good. I'm gonna tell you right now that it costs you something and I'm telling you that discipleship is hard. It is not easy to be a disciple. I know you guys thought I was going to come with this inspirational message today, and you were going to laugh, live, and pray, and it's going to be good. But I'm telling you, the discipleship costs. The cost of discipleship is high. Yes, sir. And because it's high, I want to be honest with you up front. That's what I love when I go to these stores, and they go, and they go, "Well, what are you going? What are you getting?" He's like, "Well, I'm getting this," but I want you to tell me up front what it's going to cost me. You know what I'm saying? I want you to tell me what's going on. I like my dad. My dad used to say this, you know, because he, he was talking about, boy, my dad acts, and you know, he's the same age as Terry, but my dad acts a little bit older than Terry because he acts like he's been like around like long as Methuselah sometimes because he'll sit there and be like, y'all walking around here with them Apple swatches and stuff like that, and, and I don't know what. Boy, in my day, we used to have them mixes. You know what I'm talking about? We had a time action. He'd go, you know, they take a licking and keep on kicking and, and they keep on ticking. I was like, I think it was ticking, Dad. I think that's what it was. And he'd be like, they don't make them like they used to. You know, and then he just gaze off into the distance, you know, after he says it. <laughs> like, Dad, come on back. Come on back to us, Dad. Come on. Stay away from the light, you know. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm telling you, they don't make disciples like they used to to the point where they would, They 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 knew that it was a cost. And Jesus gave us an outline and a picture of what discipleship looks like. He gave us an outline. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, verse verse 25, and there's other verses that we're gonna read. But here's, Here's what it says. It says, now great multitudes went with him and he turned and said to them." Now think about this now, because remember when I told you, I, I keep saying this to you, as you read the scriptures, don't just read the scriptures, but put yourself in the place of the scriptures. Think about this, multitudes, I'm not talking about just a few people, multitudes are following him, and so this is what he says as they're following him. They're, they're following him, and, they're, and he, turned, he turned and said to them, multiples: "'If anyone comes to me "'and does not hate his father and mother, "'wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, if you looked at it, he's like, well, that is a contradiction of statements, um, Pastor Chris, because he says that you're supposed to love your neighbor, and then he says, love him as I have loved you, but the translation of that word hate means love less. If anybody doesn't love less, their mother, their father, their brother and sister, and even their own life, love less, translation is, then they cannot be my disciple. There's a cost in discipleship in that you and you love less. Those people cannot be my disciple. There's an outline. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? At least he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish and all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. I'm going to tell you something. Let's look up here just for a second. That is counting the cost. Because when you get to a place of, Am I going to follow Jesus? Do you remember that song? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. So there's a story behind that because there were many people that were following after Jesus and after he gave the cannibal speech where he talks about unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you can have no part of me. And so then they were just like, well, you know what? I'm not not eating your blood. I'm not drinking your blood, Jesus. And I'm not eating your flesh. And the truth is, is that's not a great a church growth scheme either. <laughs> it's not church growth plan one-on-one when you talk about, hey, take a bite. Take a bite out of crying, here, take a bite. There's none of that that's going on. Jesus said, unless you partake in who I am and I'm partaking who um, God's created, my Father's created me, you can't have no part of me. And so he's talking about that and he's saying there's a cost that's involved. That means that, that when when they would say to you, I want you to hear this, they would say to you as you're a disciple, As you were 14, 15, and you finished school, they would come to you, and if you said yes, and Jesus came to you and said, follow me, then they would bless you by saying this, may you be covered with the dust of your disciple, of your rabbi. May you be covered. That means that you followed him so closely. You followed him so closely that you were covered with the dust that came from his sandals. That's what that meant. It was a blessing to say that to you. You You would bow, and you'd be like, I received that. May I be covered with the dust of Jesus' sandals because I'm following him so closely. Here's what I'm saying to you, that the cost of discipleship says that no matter what he is saying, no matter what Jesus has asked me to do, no matter what he has called me to do, that God is looking for those that would follow after him with their whole heart and say, no matter what you tell me to do, Jesus, I'm going to follow. No matter what you do, no matter what you tell me, whatever it is, God, I'm going to follow you because I have decided not only with my head, but with my heart, my whole being that I'm going to follow hard after God. I'm a follower after what he says. I'm a disciple of His, not just his ideas, not just of, his, of what he's doing, but his words. Because the Bible says that those of, uh, those of us that would hear these words of mine and do them, they would be likened unto a man who built his house upon the rock. And when the wind came and the storm came and the lightning flashed and the waves came and crashed up against that house, it would stand because it was on the word of God doing what God has called us to do. So there's there's a place, this place here that you're sitting in right now, you're enjoying, there was a place, there was a part where it was built, and I I have those plans actually even right here, right here, these plans, because there was nothing. When I drove out here, I saw nothing. And so the truth is, there's a discipleship calling that God's called us to do, but in order for that to happen, we gotta think outside the box, you gotta get outside the box. Right, there's plans, Jesus, this is what the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. He has plans, but you gotta get outside the box. Here's what that means, it's not about what you think should happen, not about what you think your impulses should be, not about what you think, well, I think this, I think that. What are you going to build your house upon? The rock, which is Christ, Here's what we're building our house upon. And so, what are those, his words? You know we need to be disciples, number one of his word. So like, are you telling me I have to read my Bible? Are you telling me I have to do this, I have to do that? I just don't know any other way to grow as a disciple without the Word of God. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Some of you are just like, are you kidding me? There's other ways to grow. There's self-help programs. I had a roommate one time, and he would at night play those, those uh, cassette tapes, because I know I'm just aging myself, those cassette tapes, and it would say, say this out loud. I am a good person. I am a good person. Say this out loud. I can do whatever I need to do to get it done. I can do whatever I need to do to get it done. It sounded like somebody was stabbing him to say that. That's what it sounded like. And guess what? He'd wake up in the morning, and the same thing would happen. He'd be defeated, and he'd be worried about things, and things would happen. It's like, how are those cassette tapes working for you? Some of you are laughing, but so how is that worry and fear and doubt working for you? How is that indulging in the things of the flesh working for you? How is that being swirling and tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine working for you when you can stand on what he says and be a disciple of what he says? So you gotta think outside the box. You gotta think, well, not, just what, not just who, just, just going to church. I'm gonna tell you something, when they ask you, they say, hey, what, what is it about that church? It's like, well, well they, do they have just good singing? Do they, man, not only do they have good singing, they got a black man that'll preach, uh, and, and at the same time, after he gets done preaching, he'll sweat and wipe himself, and all of a sudden, they just, you act like you've had a good sermon. No, I'm telling you what, if you go to that church, they're gonna, they're gonna call you out to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. They're gonna call you out to do that. They're not gonna let you just go in and float in and, and float out. They want you to float in like a butterfly and sting like a bee. They want you to be who God's called you to be and stand in the place of adversity. There's a world that's going, that's going on out there that's dark and it's got things going on. There's there's, there's COVID, I know about Mr. COVID. What? I know about COVID, but I'm telling you what. i will tell you, I wish it. I did that. I went, why?" And they said, ha-ha, ha-ha. You know how you do, you watch those, those karate shows where I was just like, come on, COVID. And all of a sudden, COVID said, I'm here to kill you. And then all of a sudden, COVID came in and beat me down. Brother came in and was just like, he's out. I was like, I am out, Lord, help me. I was Fred Sanford. Oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming to, get, I'm coming to see you. I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. Oh, Lord, this is it. Vanessa, I bequeath you everything. It's nothing, but I can it to you. I'm telling you, COVID came in and knocked me out. You're laughing. But the world and Satan is trying to do everything he can to take you out of this world. But those who would stand in the place of adversity and keep their eyes upon the King of kings and the Lord of lords and realize that God is on the throne and that he is the one who's established us, he's the one who's placed us, he's given us power and authority to be able to stand in the evil day, we'll be able to conquer those things that the enemy throws at us and we'll be ready for it. It'll be you going, what? In Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know some of you like, that's racist. It's not really. Because you know you all watched him. You got to be, I think outside, I said, think outside the box as a disciple. And then on top of that, we still have the plans. But in order to use the plans, you still got to take off the bands. Amen? Here's what that says a disciple walks in freedom. That's what God's called us to do. A disciple is one who does. Why do you guys talk about freedom all the time? Because you need to be free. Why do you guys always talk about a disciple needs to be free? Because we say that you can't give away what you don't have. And if you're bound and in chains and in shackles, how are you going to free somebody else? Because this is what it looks like. Here, follow me, guys. Follow me. I know which way to go. Because you're in chains and you can't free anybody. I'm not going with you. You got chains on yourself. That's why we say, when you get on the plane, first put the oxygen mask on yourself and then the other person. Because it does no good when the oxygen mask come down you're sitting over there passed out and can't do anything for anybody else. Free people? Free people. Hurt, people. hurt people? That's right. So that's why we want you to walk in freedom. That's why we want the bands off. That's what a disciple does, he walks in freedom. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. Can you say it with me again? He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. The disciple walks in freedom because it's not about that. And here's what it says, we were talking about continuation of that. He walks in, he wants you to walk in freedom. And this is what is so and true because you're counting the cost of a disciple because God has empowered you to be a disciple. It's not just the spirit of God comes in and empowers you. you. You know you can't walk as a disciple by your own, anybody know that? Try to do it on your own, I've tried that tried to walk and be a disciple and do what God's called me to do on my own, only to fail. But I know this, that the power of the Spirit of God walks and lives in me. How do you know that? Because he said the same Spirit, say it with me, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me and quickens my mortal body. That means it comes alive in Christ. That means when I read the scriptures, it's not just reading black ink on white paper or red ink on white paper, but it means that the Word of God comes alive on the inside. when I come to worship or I play worship songs, I'm not just singing songs, but those worship songs come alive because the Spirit of God is in those songs, and I'm not just singing a song, but I am worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and it empowers me to be who God's called me to be. When I pray, I'm not just saying, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray to the Lord my soul to keep, but I'm praying with power because we pray to a God who is not deaf and His arm is not short, but He is mighty to Save. And when I pray, the spirit of God comes alive and I realize that it's not just hitting the ceiling, but I'm praying to a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power of God that works inside of me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, not only am I, am I thinking outside the box, not only am I walking in freedom, At the same time, I realized that the blueprints are here. Here's the blueprints of this building right here. Somebody saw it. Somebody was looking at it. They said over here is gonna be the worship center. And then over there, there's gonna be the prayer room. And, And then over there, it's gonna be the foyer. Then we're going to, we got to have a youth wing. So we got to have some somewhere where they can tear up the the building. And then we got to have a place for the children's ministry. Oh, and there's a, there's, we need a place for a kitchen because there's people that like snacks. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? I'm not playing. I cannot get a witness. There's a place there. And then all of a sudden, there's a place in for the playground. And all of a sudden, you look, and then there's a complete building because someone counted the cost of what it would look like to build a building where people can come in and they can worship God and not have any fear, not have any worry, but they can worship God freely, and they can sing songs that they want to sing. That's why I don't take it for granted being able to come into this house. I don't take it for granted because there are some people that can't go into a building and worship God. There's some people who are struggling, and there's some churches that are closed, but I'm saying thank God that Sojourn Church is open and that we can come in to a place and worship God and be in a place where we can talk about discipleship and live in a place where we talk about discipleship because our freedoms that we have, are, come, they come from God, and we can live in a place where a disciple has counted the costs and they're going to step by step follow in the footsteps of their Savior I want you to look up here at me. Here's what I want to say to you. May you be covered with the dust of your rabbi. May you be covered, not only, not just with the dust, may you be covered with the blood that comes from his veins. May you be covered with his anointing. May you be covered with his power. May your sins be blotted out by his blood. May you have the mind of Christ. May you walk in the spirit of God everywhere that you go. May you be discipled and every time you wake up in the morning, you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. May when you go to Work, I pray that people would sense the presence of God in you and that they realize that you may not be educated you may not be well trained but we can tell that you've been with Jesus They can tell that you've been in his presence they can tell that there's something different about you why? well you should be worried about stuff that's going on in this in this pandemic and all of this stuff I'm saying, there's something different about us because we are different, because we're followers of Christ. You are different. You're sent ones. And God has called us to be ambassadors. And so why are you telling us all this stuff, Pastor Chris? Because I'm telling you this is because that's who you are and that's who we are. If you wanted to go somewhere else where you just wanna hear a good sermon, slip in and slip out, and you'd be like, woo, we had some church. And, and it was really good. They, they sounded good. It was this, it was that. But if you go, hey, if you go to that church, they're gonna challenge you to be a disciple of Christ. They're gonna ask you, what's God called you to do? They're gonna ask you to step into that place where you're, are are you in the word? Are you a disciple of his word? Are you a disciple of prayer? Are you a disciple of purity, passion, power, and prayer? That's what God's called us to do, and that's what we are in this church. So out with the old, in with the view, the view is a disciple of Jesus Christ, who is obedient to his word, does what God's called him to do, them to do, and they're who God's called them to be. No more of this being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. There's a blueprint for your life. There's a blueprint for your life. How do you know? Because he said, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you, he predestined you, he called you. And therefore, that's, that's what it looks like. When I, my kids were real little, they would, they would, I'd come home from working at Delta Airlines, smelling like jet fuel. And I'd, <clears throat> I'd come in and i you know, Vanessa would be like, talk to me. I'd be like, why? She goes, because I've been talking to kids all day. I need some adult conversation. I'd be like, I've used up all my words for today. I have no <laughs> words left. I have no communication. She gonna talk to me right now. In Jesus name, you gonna talk to me. And I'd be talking to her, sit on the couch, and I'd be like, me, Chris, you, Vanessa. (laughs) That would be the extent of our conversation. Be like, you, Jane, me, Tarzan, you know, that kind of deal. I'd sit there, we'd be talking, and then out of the room, I could hear kapoof, 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 kapoof. And that'd be Luke standing there with nothing but a diaper on and my boots. They'd come up halfway to his legs, and he kapoof. Kapoof, and he turned around. The diaper had the little tag hanging out the side, you know. And he'd stand there and look. And he was so proud because he had my nasty boots on. And I'd be like, "Get out of those boots!" But he didn't care because he had his daddy's boots on. And he was walking. And he could poof, poof, walk back into the room. <laughs> I'm telling you what, the world needs to hear that sound of the poof, poof, kaboof. And you stand there and be like, "Whose shoes you got on? They're my daddy's shoes." I'm walking in my daddy's footsteps. I'm walking in his footsteps doing what he's called me to do. Do you know what you look like? I don't care what I look like. (laughs) You know what you have on? Yeah, I know, but it won't always be that way because the other day I looked up and I saw kapoof, 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 kapoof and it's because Luke's 300 and something pounds and he has his own boots on and he's walking around and he's turning around looking at me, smiles and then goes to the refrigerator and gets something out of it. The truth is is that the world needs to hear the sound of, of his children walking in his footsteps, it's walking into these places with the power of God, doing what God's called them to do, being who he's called them to be. And so they go, what is that sound? That's the sound of his church marching to the tune and the heartbeat and the rhythm of his heart, doing what he's called them to do. What is he called them to do? To go out and be the church to the unchurched because they're free, and because they're ambassadors and because they're living life that God's called them to live and they're disciples of the word and they live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. They don't live by bread alone. They're not looking at the signs of the time. They don't have, they don't, they're not watching CNN and Fox for that matter. They're watching the word of God. They're not trying to follow the news and they're, they're, they're. you know what his disciples are? They're involved. That means that they vote at the local level and they're not trying to, well, the election's over. It is not over. We got another election coming up, and so therefore we need to vote at the local level and do what God's called us to do. How do we get involved? That means they're disciples of prayer. They don't just pray because the election is over. They pray because they believe that the church and the kingdom of God is advancing and it's increasing and the Bible says it to, to the no end, there's no end to his peace. There's no end, but what about the government? The Bible says that the government shall be upon his shoulders, and because you know that he got some big shoulders, and he's carrying us. Do you believe that? He's carrying us. That means that, well, how are you going to do it on our own? The church has, do you know what I love about this? This is a great time. People are like, what's going to happen? I believe that we're already in revival right now. Somebody's like, we need to pray for revival. I believe that we're already, because they have awakened the sleeping giant. The church is arising, calling to arise and shine, because our light has come. What's going to happen when you awaken the sleeping giant? You know, I'm telling you what, the church is, I mean, whoo, has been sleeping for a long time. It's abandoned its post, but all of a sudden she's jolted awake, and it's time for her to take her rightful place in the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about just in the United States, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. And we claim what he says. So we're outside the box, we're free people, and God has plans for us. We're gonna walk according to his ways according to his desires and according to what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen? Let's stand. Isn't he good? He's good. So what has God called us to do? We're gonna unroll the plans of what he's called us to do. And so I know she was like, well, is that? We're looking for an inspiring message. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to inspire you. I'm telling you, this is what God has called us to do. To be disciples, to walk in, in discipleship, to walk in his will and ways. Count the cost of discipleship. There's no halfway in and halfway out. Either you're in, right? You're in or you're out. How many of you are in? I'm in. Look at your neighbor, say, I'm in. Look at your other neighbor, say, I'm in. You are. Some of y'all don't have any neighbors next to you. That's okay, talk to yourself. (laughs) You're in. God has called you right now for such a time as this for such a time as this. He's empowered you right now for such a time as this. He's blessed you right now to be a blessing to those that are around you. When you look, you don't see people after the flesh any longer, you're looking and you see them because the harvest is white. He's ready, amen? He's ready. And so that's there's, there's what he's called us to do and to walk in discipleship. And we're disciples. So Lord, I wanna thank you for this time. I wanna thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, what you called us to do. And we love you, Lord. And we're thankful for you. You are so good in every way. And we know that you're good. We thank you for that. And we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit SojournChurch.org give.